0: SECTION 33 OF JOURNAL OF THE REV. FRANCIS ASBURY, VOLUME 3. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. RECORDING BY BRIAN KEENAN SABBATH 24 I spoke in the new chapel in Milford. Brothers Lakin and Boehm also spoke. I feel the importance of the approaching conference. At Brother Gatch's on Monday, I filled up the day in planning, writing, and reading. We visited Andrew Maguire's family. Preached on Wednesday, the house was full and the weather excessively warm. Faint yet pursuing. My aid is absent amongst the Germans. I lodged at M. Carmut's. Thursday I stood up at Columbia and gave them a talk on Matthew seven seven through twelve. The heat was extreme. Fair Cincinnati brought us up. The house here is enlarged and the society has increased. Our brother West is sick and cannot come to the conference. Many of our brethren will be absent. Friday, Humiliation Day. Muskingum District will have four camp meetings. At Cahaway. there were 1,000 people present. At St. Clairsville, 3,000 souls at least. At Rush Creek, nearly as many. In Miami District, seventeen camp meetings in the year; in Scioto Circuit, four; Hocking, two; Deer Creek, two; Mad River, three; Whitewater, two; Cincinnati, two, and White, two. Sabbath, October one. Brother Blackman preached at nine o'clock. Brother M. Kendry at twelve o'clock, and Brother Burke at three o'clock. There were, it is judged. 3,000 souls on the ground. I may add that the list may be complete, 17 camp meetings for Indiana District. I thought it proper to render an account of all I had received, and all I had expended on the road. All given away came out of my own pocket. More of camp meetings. I hear and see the great effects produced by them, and this year there will be more than ever. Sabbath 8 I preached in the morning, and in the evening I also spoke again by way of exhortation. The conference closed its labors, and the members separated on Monday. Kentucky. My party came away to Carroll's. Next day we stopped with Captain John Stern from Stafford, Old Virginia. At midnight I called up my fellow travelers, and set out having an appointment at Mount Gerizim Chapel. We arrived in time, and had an ordination, after which I gave an exhortation. Lodged at Whitaker's. Came in haste next day to Martin's Meeting House, where I discoursed on Psalm 85, 1-9. We held a conciliatory conference with several of the local preachers, on the subject of the ordination of local elders. On Friday Bishop M. Kendry preached, and I also spoke, embracing various subjects in my exhortation lodged at Major Martin's. We moved early on Saturday morning, breakfasting at Hoskett's, and crossed the Kentucky by fording. Kind John Bennetts brought us up for the evening. We have stationed about 80 traveling preachers, rejected 14, located 9. There is an increase of 2,366 members in this Western Conference. We have in Mississippi fifteen traveling and eight local preachers, and three hundred and sixty members. If spared and so directed, I shall see that country and Canada before I die. Sabbath 15. I spoke in Bennett's Chapel on John 3, 19. I spoke very plainly to a gay congregation. Captain Irwin took me home with him. Our way led through Richmond on Monday and over the Long Hill, we pressed on to Dennis's. Any port in a storm. A rough ride of fifteen miles on Tuesday morning brought us to Howard's. Twenty years ago my kind host received me in Georgia. Another rough ride of twenty miles brought us, by moonshine, to Mr. Johnson's, where we were entertained like gentlemen. An early start on Wednesday evening gave us advantage of the day, and we came twenty miles to breakfast. We ate and prayed and went forward to Mr. White's, where we were comfortably lodged and entertained. Tennessee Came away on Thursday across Powell's and Clinch Rivers and reached Cheeks for the night. My health has been beyond expectation good. I have traveled on horseback generally. I am continually in prayer, but a certain fiend assaults me without ceasing. This is for my humiliation." Friday. I chasten soul and body this day. Our expenses for the last five days have been $5.30. We were favored in two houses, or the sum would have been greater. We crossed Holston at Marshalls Ford on Saturday. Squire Reed has built a neat pine chapel in a short time. We lodge with him. Sabbath 22. I gave them a discourse on Romans 12, 6-20. Pattison, Steer, and Boehm followed. There was also preaching at night. I spoke at Benjamin Van Pelt's chapel on Monday. At Warrensburg next day, my subject was Romans 6, 1-5. We dined with the elders of the House of Conway, and lodged with the only son, Thomas Conway. Preached at O'Haver's chapel on Wednesday dined and came on to friend Ellis's. We suppose we have made three hundred and forty miles since we left Cincinnati. My mind and body have had no small exercise in bringing my stiff-jointed horse over the rocks and rough and deep roads. I preached at Harrison Chapel on Galatians 5, 7-10. The text is a sermon. We crossed the French broad and fed our horses at the gate of Mr he would accept no pay but prayer. As I had never called before, he may have thought me too proud to stop. Our way now lay over dreadful roads. I found old Mr. Barnett sick. The case was a desperate one, and I gave him a grain of tartar and a few composing drops, which procured him a sound sleep. The patient was very thankful and would charge us nothing. Here are martyrs to whiskey. I delivered my own soul. Saturday brought us to Killians. Eight times within nine years have I crossed these Alps. If my journal is transcribed, it will be as well to give the subject as the chapter and verse of the text I preached from. Nothing like a sermon can I record. Here now am I, and have been for twenty nights, crowded by people, and the whole family striving to get round me. Sabbath twenty nine. At Buncombe, I spoke on Luke fourteen ten. It was a season of attention and feeling. We dined with Mr. Irwin and lodged with James Patton. How rich, how plain, how humble, and how kind. There was a sudden change in the weather on Monday. We went as far as D. J.'s. Tuesday, we moved in haste to Mud Creek, Green River Cove. On the other side of Saluda. Lodged with kind and pleasant Thomas Edward. On the first of the month, November, we reached Staunton Ferry. We suppose we have ridden five hundred and ten miles since we left Cincinnati. What heights, what hills, what rocks? Lord, thou preservest man and beast. The disagreeable part of this western wandering is the necessity of stopping at night. Ah, how different are the taverns here from the houses of entertainment in the Atlantic States, and the keepers of these poisonous liquor shops. Is there one who fears God and encourages prayer? One or two. The rest are drunkards. South Carolina. We are at Father Staunton's, on the Saluda. Our host is an Israelite indeed, and the wife worthy of such a husband. Here is a society of sixteen souls. I give a discourse at Salem Chapel. It is a cloudy day, well fitted for retreat. I wrote a very long letter to Dr. Koch. We have a quarterly meeting on Friday. On Saturday I preached on Luke 18:1. Sabbath 5. I preached in the open air because our cabin meeting house was small and open. My subject led me out on the antiquity and truth of Holy Writ, the characters of Moses and Christ, calling the attention to the likeness but superior excellence of Jesus, at the times of the presence and power of the Almighty, and the more perfect and abundant good produced by this latter manifestation. We had a sacramental feast. On Monday we came away and attended to the mending of our traveling gear. There are no small numbers of the preachers about here married this last year. I have read with satisfaction The Star in the East. Lord, hasten the time when all shall know thee. O Reedy River Circuit, spiritually and temporally poor. Tuesday, Powell's. I preached. My friend has taken a new wife and built a new house. His former wife was kind to me. I saw where her remains and those of her daughter lay. They fell asleep in Jesus. We rode into Aberville and stopped at George Connors. Great news. Great times in Georgia. Rich and poor coming to Christ. At Connors Chapel I spoke on Thursday on Romans 12, 1-2. After sermon I ordained John Stone, a local deacon. Friday, Covenant Day. In Edgefield, the Baptists are carrying all before them. They are indebted to Methodist camp meetings for this. I preached on opening the new chapel on Luke 19:9. 9. We had an open time. The Methodists have great success in Camden District. Surely there must be some good done. All are on fire, and I feel the flame. God is with preachers and people. Sunday 12. I preached to about 1,000 people on Titus 2, 1. The quarterly meeting engaged our attention six hours every day. Our route on Monday lay over Bush Creek. This is, or was, a Quaker settlement. The Friends have gone to rich lands, unpolluted by slavery. They have formed a settlement in Ohio. I preached in Tranquil Chapel on Tuesday. God has blessed Stephen Shell's family. Grandmother, who was waiting in great peace for her summons, was called away in August last. I must needs preach at Major's Chapel. My subject was the Great Salvation. Lodged with Colonel H. Herndon. Oh, how kind. Thursday rode to Jeremiah Lucas's. I was in heaviness of mind, and suffered in the flesh. Brother Bohm preached in the chapel. Sunday, 19. I preached to about 1,000 souls standing in the chapel door. The house could not contain the people on any day. Some came to see, some to hear, and some felt. We have labored for three days, about six hours a day, on our private business. We crossed Piccolit, Theokiki, and Broad River on our way to Josiah Smith's on Monday. On Tuesday I preached for them and Boehm and Hill exhorted. It was a gracious season. Wednesday we came through York to William Gasaway's. There was heavy snow for about twelve hours. Brother Boehm preached at the dwelling house, and I gave them a sermon in the chapel. On Friday we took the road to Waxaws, and with some difficulty kept the path and the horses their feet. In about nine hours we made our way, crossed Lenham's ferry. And came into Robert Hancock's, stiff and chilled. Oh for patience and courage. On Saturday we attended a small congregation of thirty souls. Sunday, twenty six. At the Waxhaws Chapel I preached to four hundred souls. An exhortation followed, and the sacrament. Monday a cold ride to William Heath's, on Fishing Creek. I met a congregation on Tuesday. In a log cabin scarcely fit for a stable. To my surprise, a number of United States officers came up. I invited them in. These gentlemen are attached to an establishment at Rocky Mount. They behaved with all the propriety I expected of them. Wednesday brought us where a sermon was expected, and I gave them one. I made an acquaintance with a venerable pair, Mr. Buchanan and wife, Presbyterians, and happy in the experience of religion. A brick chapel is building at Winsboro for the Methodists. We lodged at William Lewis's, but late emerging into light. On Thursday we had a chilly ride of twenty-five miles to Mr. Watson's. It rained excessively on Friday, yet I visited James Jenkins, and baptized his child, Elizabeth Asbury Jenkins. We reached Camden on Saturday. Sunday, December three, I preached in the Tabernacle to about five hundred people, and, as we had two distinct congregations in the house, I dropped a word of advice to the poor Africans in presence of the whites. Brother Bohm preached in the evening on Monday. I was seriously afflicted in body in much weakness of flesh and solemnity of mind. I set out on Tuesday for a black river. There are great changes in the house where I stopped. My dear old Mary is dead, and there is another wife. On Wednesday I saw the third house on Black River, 50 by 36 feet. I spoke in an especial manner to Henry Young's Negroes, who were called together for that purpose. At Samuel Remberts on Thursday. My host proposes shortly to remove to Georgia. We preached to a small meeting on Friday. Henry Boehm preached on Saturday at James Capers. Sunday 10. We had a five-hours meeting. Tarpley and Hobbs prayed after I had preached. Some had come to be prayed for. We made a cold, heavy ride of forty-five miles on Monday. We reached Kell's Tavern in the night. The road was dreadfully plowed up with wagons. The ferry was wide, and we had the swamp to pass— and dip, dive, and go. We labored through it. This was our Tuesday's task. Wednesday evening brought us rest in Charleston. Where does the cotton go that arrives in such quantities? To England and France, in spite of the non-intercourse. I am mainly ignorant of these things, and have no wish to be wiser. Our old church is enlarged, and our parsonage completely fitted up. I am busy writing, or occupied with my Bible and Ramsay's history. Sunday 17. I preached in Cumberland Chapel. I concluded with a close application. Bishop M. Kendry came in on Tuesday. I received many letters with pleasing accounts from the North. Sarah Dickens, once, now Sarah Baker, in Baltimore, has lost her child, and God has converted the mother. Is not this another answer to prayer? Father Everett has gone in glory to glory. God be glorified. Four hundred people attended our ministry on Friday. I have eighteen letters to answer, and more are no doubt on their way. We have prayed especially and earnestly for our conference. Surely God will hear. It is all peace with preachers and people. On Saturday, conference set to work in earnest, and in great order. Thomas Glenn's case is a serious one. He is suspended for imprudence, but not for gross immorality. Sunday 24. We had a gracious feast of love. I preached at Cumberland in the morning and at Bethel in the evening. We labored straight onward Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Friday was set apart for ordination. It was desired that I should preach. It was a season of tears. We came out of Charleston on Saturday, and lodged for the night at Mrs. Bryan's quarter, with Thomas M. Kendry, who fed us richly. A Sabbath's journey brought us to a sick man's house. I prayed with our host, and administered some medicine which procured him ease. Monday, January 1, the first day of the year 1810. We crossed Potato Ferry. Thomas Lasley was ill and we stopped at Haydickens and gave him medicine. We were compelled to leave him at Black Mingo. Missing our way, we dropped upon Mr John Graham. He was a Presbyterian and showed us much kindness. On Tuesday we crossed Porter's Ferry. I have been unspeakably happy in God today. The people of Charleston have been faithfully warned and it will be seen not many days hence how God was with the conference. We were kindly entertained on Wednesday by Moses Smith. What do the rich do for us but spoil us? Ash Pole was deep enough on Thursday. We got over in safety and stopped at Joseph Lee's. We have had a drop of rain now and then, but there has fallen much all around us. At Fayetteville on Friday I was very unwell, but I labored through five letters. North Carolina, Sabbath 7. I preached in our enlarged house in the morning and Bishop M. Kendry in the evening. We came rapidly next day 45 miles to the Widow Anderson's. At Wilmington I spoke in the new chapel on Wednesday. I find the work of God is going on here. We are well in temporals and a most correct account has been furnished us of all expenditures. I met the African elders, and gave command concerning the parsonage, the painting of the new fences, and the alteration and increase of the benches in the chapel. I recommended the purchase of a graveyard, and gave a special charge concerning the poor. Oh, let me ever remember these. A general fast day for the African churches was appointed. Thursday we rode 42 miles to George Shepherd's. On Friday we stopped at Lot Ballard's for refreshment and prayer, and fled away to Edenijah Japan's. We were an hour in the night. We reached New Bern on Saturday evening. I am in unceasing prayer. Erasmus Hill may possibly sell the gospel for a rich wife, as three or four others have done. Should I say here, And thou, Francis, take heed, not of this sin. Sabbath 14 I preached in the morning. My mind enjoys great peace. Bishop M. Kendry spoke in the afternoon. Our prospects here are not very encouraging. On Monday we hasted away across Noose, at Streets Ferry, to Mr. Allen's. We dined and put off again, crossing Swift Creek, AND CAME IN AFTER NIGHT TO THE WIDOW CARMEN'S. A HARD RIDE NEXT DAY, OF ABOUT FIFTY MILES, BROUGHT US TO THE WIDOW WILLIAMS'S IN THE NIGHT. RAIN IN PLENTY. ROSE AT FIVE O'CLOCK TO OUR DAY'S WORK, AND JOSEPH Peppins RECEIVED US, AND SHELTERED US FOR THE NIGHT. THURSDAY UP AGAIN AT FIVE O'CLOCK, AND PASSED THROUGH Murfreesboro TO JESSE BATTLES. ARE WE RIDING FOR LIFE? NAY but we must not disappoint people. We are men of our words. I feel for others in bad traveling, but little for myself. Our horses are always well fed, and never fail. Lord, thou preservest man and beast, I may truly say. My soul is strong in faith, and constantly engaged in prayer. On Friday we crossed Naughty Pine at Manning's Ferry, stopped a few minutes at Judith Baker's to talk and pray, and came into D. Southall's at Gates Courthouse. It is pleasant, but cold, cold. We proceeded with borrowed horses to Edenton. It is still excessively cold. Lodged with William Hankins. Sabbath 21 SNOWSTORM We had twelve women and six men at the new chapel, and about one hundred Africans. I preached in the evening at Hankins's to about forty women. My subject was a comment on our Lord's conversation with Martha. E. Jones, by Providence, has built us a house and laid the foundation for an African chapel. Monday brought cold and ice and snow. It was well the horses were rough. We came in safety to Gates. We had dangerous travelling on Wednesday. Lodged with D. Duke. On our way to Norfolk, we stopped at J. Lunsford's. Came into Norfolk after night. Virginia. Thursday closely employed in writing letters. I called the official members together to consult upon the propriety of setting apart a day for fasting, humiliation, and prayer. Friday, fasting and humiliation. I gave a brief discourse at the chapel on Joel 2, 12 13. Saturday, read my Bible and Marshall's Life of Washington. Sabbath 28. I preached and met the society of both colors. I said many things, and some wept. I gave them a discourse at Portsmouth. Excessively cold on Tuesday. I preached at Cox's Chapel. In future, I will try to hold the meetings in private houses. At Suffolk in the evening. Poor Suffolk. On Thursday I gave an evening discourse at General Wells's. The house was full. A cold ride brought us to William Blunt's on Friday evening. My host, wife, and son are in affliction. My flesh complains of cold riding and the labor of preaching. May I be made perfect through sufferings. Saturday brought us through rain and snow, without eating or prayer, although we stopped twice, two William bird's songs. Oh, how comfortable! And we can pray here. Sabbath, February 4. The day is serene, and so is my soul. I preached at my hosts and at Wright Ellis's. Here were great times thirty years ago. Many are fallen asleep, and the children forget God. I felt awful in enlarging amongst these people upon the great salvation. I call twice at Blackwater Church, shivering, eating a morsel, and praying. Our people preach there with success, and an encouraging society is formed. Lord, increase our faith. On Monday we wrought our solitary way through the woods to Allen's Bridge. The Widow Pennington received us. Her husband is dead. She is sick. Her children, irreligious. Oh, misery! Oh, mercy. We went on to James Rogers, where I gave them a discourse, and spoke as if a thousand had been present. We have passed like a mail through South and North Carolina. I solemnly sympathize with my dear brother Bowen. He has suffered greatly in his journey. An awful cough and fevers. Lord, what is life? Here is William Greaves, almost gone at fifty-five. Robert Jones A helpless man at seventy-two, sunk to second childhood. God is with him. A fasting, weary ride brought us to Petersburg. Our conference began on Thursday, and rose on the following Thursday. We had Friday ordination and preaching in abundance. I gave an answer to an important question. It was whether the bishops had a right to form the Eighth or Genesee Conference as also gave an answer to the Virginia Conference. At midday we started for Richmond, and arrived after a six-hour's ride, without stopping. We stopped on our route next day at Carolyn Courthouse. A rapid ride through cold and snow brought us to Fredericksburg, 40 miles. End of Section 33, recording by Brian Keenan